Hey, thanks for joining us for the Monster at the End of This podcast. I'm Lauren. I'm Chris. And this is just our Supernatural podcast where we talk about plot, lore, character development, cinematography, parallels, whatever else we want, criticisms about every episode of Supernatural as we go through. Today's episode that we're going to be talking about is Season 1, Episode 4, Phantom Traveler, written by Richard Hatem and directed by Robert Singer. Yes, and the synopsis is a friend of John's calls Sam and Dean for help about a strange recording on the black box of a crashed plane. They soon realize that the demon which caused the crash is picking off the crash's only seven survivors. And that synopsis is from IMDb. Yep. Um, so as far as the plot, again, we don't really get main plot for a few more episodes anyway. Mm-hmm. We get a little hint in this episode, but not until the very, very end. end. Yeah. And if anything, I would say maybe a little at the beginning because we find out John... Like, there's other people trying to yeah. contact John. Yeah. So we find out a little more about... Like, John himself. Like yeah. It, yeah, because like we have More really people depend on him. Than yeah, so it's a little more like, even though we aren't seeing him directly, we're getting more information on the character. Right. Um, as far as the beginning scene, scene goes, I'm, like, scared of planes anyway. Yeah. So that scene is terrifying, um, and Dean has the right to be terrified because... That was scary. Oh, oh, yeah. And seven survivors, and it was a jumbo plane. Jumbo plane. So passenger plane, maybe like 200 people if it was a jumbo plane. I th- I'm i guessing. I don't know Can't how many people get on planes, but a jumbo plane seems like it could hold at least 100 people. Yeah. It looked like there was a lot of people on the flight. And when he said, oh, seven survivors. Seven survivors, yeah. I that think, seemed like a really low I think there was over anyway. 100. I'm yeah. pretty sure. Um. And then, so we notice that Sam is having nightmares about Jess, but also he says it's just about everything. Mm-hmm. So I was wondering, like, maybe this could mean, like, when he says everything, that could be a hint at, like, the premonitions that he's going to start having soon. Because mm-hmm. that happens, I actually said that happens in 14 mm-hmm. in the last episode, um, which it does, but I think they make a brief note of it in episode 9 too as well because that brings them back to their childhood home because i think sam has a vision about it Mm. so like that could be maybe like right i didn't think of that because i thought when sam said talks about having the nightmares and but also just about everything else and then he talks about how he forgot how hard the job can be sometimes Mm. So I was wondering if he was having the classic hunter nightmares where reliving a scenario. Where <laughs> we get those little moments in different episodes where we actually see them as younger kids going through traumatic hunter experiences. So mm-hmm. I just thought about like classic hunter nightmare yeah. syndrome. And it, I think it could definitely be both. We're so early on in the series, even if it wasn't intended to be both, it can automatically be assumed like based on... <laughs> This can become canon for way, a ton more stuff, mm-hmm. and so th- that would make sense. So, yeah, as far as plot, John's voicemail at the end says to call Dean's number, which is um, new, and Sam is very, like, he's, like, tearing up when they're listening to the voicemail, which I thought was, like, really a little weird. Yeah, I didn't notice he was, like, tearing yeah, up. Yeah, he, he was tearing up, and then he, like, abruptly stood up and, like, got into the car angrily and dean like was the one who like was sitting on the the hood like holding it together and 
Well, that would be very, like, first time I watched the series when I saw, or when I heard the voicemail message, I was like, oh, he did. And he's already, you know, he's prepared this scavenger hunt for (laughs) them. Um, But I would have assumed that my father was dead at that point if I was in that situation and heard that type of voicemail. Like, call my son. Call my son. He'll help you. Meaning, I'm not around to help you anymore. Right. So here's my son's number. So I can see why each of them would be upset for their own reasons, Sam, because he thinks, oh, now I won't be able to find dad to kill, help me kill Jess and my mom's killer. And Dean is upset because for a couple of years, Sam has been gone. John has been his only connection. Mm-hmm. So I can see why he would be upset for a different reason, too. And Dean um, probably is, like, he's, like, not letting himself think that way. Like, he's, like, in denial, like, no, Dad's fine. Because mm-hmm. he's, he's doing this for a reason. He deflects a lot. He doesn't address a lot of, a lot of his emotions, believe it or not, this entire show. Mm-hmm. And so that, that could be kind of him just, like, being like, well. I hope there's also hope a little anger there towards John because oh, he yeah. is kind of just, like, Oh, yeah, I'm he's not here to help them, you. He's just expecting them to follow. Well, he's expecting Dean to just be able to help people all the time. Yeah. Like, screw you and your life yeah, and your wishes, said, Dean. Fuck, like, fuck Dean's life. Dean did not get a chance to yeah. have a life at all. Sam did, and for doing so, he had a terrible relationship with his father. Right, so I hope that him keeping it together was also him trying not to be a little angry and go over the top. Right, because we see once John dies, like, Dean completely, like, breaks down and just smashes his car. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. So now moving on to lore. So first demon episode, we yes. get um, information about demons, first of all. Um, so, like, kind of, like, the basic stuff for that. Yeah, so the sulfur on the door handle... And the exorcisms and the use of Cristo near the end. And then I also noted that we see inter-demon communication because at the end when they are trying to exorcise the demon, um, it, it says, ah, your girlfriend. So <laughs> Good impression. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> so we see that this demon knows that something happened to Winchester's girlfriend. Yeah, Winchester's a big talk downstairs. Right. Of course. So we see that now, episode four. Yeah. So it's going to be a big that's deal. Been Winchester's are that a big deal. Winchester's are a big deal, and demons talk to each other and or hear news about mm-hmm. the supernatural world right. on Earth. So right. you got to wonder early on, how does that happen? I mean, we know now. But. Yeah, it's it's really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, like, did they know where they were leading this when they were thinking about this? Right. They did probably they didn't know. I'm sure they right. didn't know the extent, but they probably had mm-hmm. a little bit of ways thought into it. Right. Um, so we also get the first uh, exorcism we see in this episode, and it's uh, a lot longer than the one we're normally used to. This one has two separate sections. The first part actually manifests the demon. It expels um, it from the human vessel. But then it, like, makes it more powerful. Um, yeah, and immediately went into the plane. Yeah, it was so like, screw you <laughs> and your exactly wishes. Exactly. Once, once it, like, yeah, we were going to talk about that later, but let's just bring it up now. Yeah, it just, 
as How soon convenient as that it put book, Dean through a horrible experience. That the book was conveniently smacked out of his hand right after the demon was manifested. Yeah. And then, and then instead of entered the plane. Instead of knowing that the demon would manifest and knew that it would be stronger and knew that it would take over the plane. Maybe hold probably. the book a little bit. Or maybe instead of staring at the man who is currently gasping because Just you know that the demon's keep gone, talking rush out to get the book that you know was kicked out of your hand yeah so yes so that was interesting so Mm -hmm. i i kind of wonder i I don't remember exactly when we start seeing that shorter exorcism we'll have to make note of it when we do but right i think this one's really interesting actually it's it's cool it's Mm -hmm. got two parts um we also see as far as like um like the plane uh aspect of like demon possession there is talk of a long history of spirits and death omens on planes and ships like phantom travelers which was briefly mentioned um and so there was also talk about research on demonic possession uh it was present in all cultures but in some japanese beliefs um there was demons behind some of the natural and man-made disasters so that was what they were kind of focusing in on for this case um, because it's such a broad topic. And, and I thought that was really interesting. Yeah, and I was thinking during that time, I wonder in this universe then, because we get later breaches into our universe too, like when President Trump is called out in the most recent right, season. Yeah. So we get some canon crossover for our reality, um, what's actually going on for us. So I wonder if in this universe... How many phantom travelers actually caused incidents like that? Like the sink of um, the Edmund Fitzgerald or the Titanic. Like Yeah, if like if, if that is a real thing, yeah. Right. Or like if you're to believe in that. But I mean in that realm, if the Winchesters dug deep into the men of letters, maybe that's why that was such a big contrast catastrophe in their universe. Like that would be their explanation. That would be really Instead interesting. Instead of well, us we, being like, yes, it was a natural, it was a disaster, they hit an iceberg, horrible, but in their universe they would be like, yes, that's what happened, but a demon caused that. Well, and that's, that brings up um, in season 11, episode 14, the vessel that Dean is sent to that that ship in, I think, World War Two, the mm, French, mm-hmm. like, with the French lady, um, French woman. Yeah. And... I, so they kind of use that, as, and they use the hand of God. They make that historical event, like, put a twist on it to make it their own. And right. I thought that was awesome. And they do that a couple of times. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that would have been really interesting to del- delve in a little deeper into, like, phantom travelers. That that would have been cool to include. Thanks mm-hmm. a lot. Supernatural. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, and now into character development. Woohoo. Uh, so right away at the very beginning, we see um, how untrustworthy Dean is with like the knife under his pillow, mm-hmm. um, and he was auto- automatically reaching for it when he heard the door open. Yep. Um, um, yeah. And we see that in other episodes as well. Yeah. Uh, Jack sees that firsthand. <laughs> um, but I mean, that's something Tombstone. that he carries even from season one. So we can look at his character development throughout the season. He still does that. But I wonder if we will be able to see a reason change. Right now it's been because he's with John alone. He doesn't even trust his own dad sometimes. 
because he knows his dad can get really low and well i think later it's it's more for like protecting the people he cares about right 100 so i'm hoping we can see that transition because we are aware that it continues mm-hmm. now that the series is over we are aware that it continues so i'm hoping we can actually see the reason change a little right yeah with the more instances we see because i don't know if it's just those too direct i'm sure right. that it, there's probably more yeah that'll be interesting to see and then we also see um when they're talking about the nightmares dean says uh tells sam like you can't bring it home like that and then sam's like it never keeps you up at night you're never afraid um and that's just hilarious because dean is such like a hypocrite about his emotions like mm-hmm. when he ever makes statements about that because he he brings everything home. Oh, Dean is such a hypocrite. And yeah. we see it so much in this first season. Yeah. He's telling Sam to deal with his emotions. He's telling Sam to calm down and we'll get done. We'll mm-hmm. get through this. We got this. Yeah. What the heck, Dean? That's, yeah. You should He's be talking to a opposite. mirror half the time. Yeah. <laughs> so, and we get that later mm-hmm. in this season. Series. Um, we see uh, that Jerry makes a statement that um, John is really proud of Sam and that he talked about him all the time. Yeah. So I think that was really nice for Sam to hear and, like, maybe a little surprised. He looked, like, really surprised. Yeah, I think he was really surprised. I couldn't really gauge Dean's reaction. I couldn't tell if Dean was, like, cocky about it. I think he was kind of like, see, Sam? Like, he does like you. Yeah. My personal bias is I don't like John Winchester. Oh, I hate him. Right. So, (laughs) So it's hard for me to be like, oh, yeah, Sam, he really does care about you. He does because he's their dad. I mean, he's he their father, cares of course. about them. Um, we see, like, in this episode that Dean, it, with the witnesses, uh, he's all, like, unsympathetic and brash towards them. And they don't really want to talk to him. And then Sam's just, like, bats his eyelashes and does the puppy dog eyes and they're just like sam i'm such a good boy right and then they're automatically like well okay i'll tell you yeah it's like okay that's a little bit good cop bad cop (laughs) good angel bad angel yeah (gasps) what (laughs) that's not setting up for anything right um so i thought that was funny because it's setting sam up to be like the nurturer but dean is the nurturer in the series he's the he takes care of he's always the one to take care of sam take care of Cass, take care of jack anybody he right. is the mother he hen is he's such a mother the nurturer yeah um we see that uh dean can be smart he made the EFF, emf uh with the busted up walkman yeah and he was so offended when sam yeah. was like it looks like horrible when yeah. sam was insulting it Dean was so offended, and I like that because if my brother told me that something I made looked gross, I'd be offended too. Yeah. So I thought it was really good sibling. We get some nice sibling moments in the episode, like when Dean wipes his finger on Sam when they're in the hangar. <laughs> yeah. And he's got the sulfur on his he's finger. Like, he's like, ew. Um, <laughs> and then when Sam is reminding Dean on how to say oh Christ my- and laugh. Yeah. Dean's like, I'm not an idiot. He's like, I'm not an idiot. I know how to do it. But- that's good sibling interaction and i like seeing that between them because they are brothers yeah, that have had a deep see that. bond but it's nice to see them in a normal sibling situation instead of let's go hunt and right, kill right. things brother yeah because they're on a they're just on a plane right now mm-hmm. um so i i did like seeing the emf 
with the, the with the homemade EMF because it shows like while Sam like went to law school and he was great with the, like education stuff um Dean is really good with like engineering he is the mechanic he always fixes the car he he's really good at like jerry-rigging stuff yeah jerry-rigging he, stuff he's really good problem solver and even though like Sam goes to college it doesn't mean Dean isn't smart and that like pisses me off that Sam kind of dismisses him like that because I mm-hmm. bet Dean feels like Dean does feel like he's he's a grunt. He says that. He doesn't think yeah. he amounts to anything. And like he is he's so smart and he's so kind and yeah. he just doesn't see that in himself, mm-hmm. which is horrible. But I'm glad that we as fans see way early on how smart he is. Yeah. Even if he can't see it, we see it for him. Same with in Wendigo with the Eminem trail. Yes, and we see that second episode. Yeah. That he was so smart to do that. Yeah, I really like that. Um Dean, you know, we get we get Dean's fear. Plain yep. fear. Right away. Out of everything that Dean Winchester could be afraid of, because he knows what's out there, he is afraid of planes. <laughs> Which I also thought was so it's weird terrifying. because why did God, Chuck was just like, mm-hmm, add depth to this character. What is he going to be afraid of? Planes. Yeah, you yes. need to make their characters believable. Right, and he did. He gave them fears. He gave them lights. Gave them and, flaws. Right, he, he gave them flaws, and we see those flaws way more exemplified when God leaves them. Oh, yeah. And they become regular humans. But yeah, we get we get the... Lactose intolerant Dean. Oh, and... yes. We love that. But yeah, we get... Um, basically, it's the plans for Dean and clowns for Sam. And mm-hmm. those are just to make them a little more human. Um, but we see that Dean, regardless of his intense fear of planes, even though after all he's trying to do when Sam, like just mentions doing it by himself Dean's like oh yeah Dean's um, like no. no he's like no you're not doing it by yourself absolutely not Dean would rather face a fear that he has been avoiding for 22 years yeah just because his brother was like oh I can do it alone he's like he's like absolutely no, not absolutely all right not. No, we're gonna do this now right and he's like all right I gotta go I'm I love that it. yeah that was I really like that because you can see so early on how much Dean sacrifices for Sam, mm. even just in, like, little ways, because mm-hmm. he really does. He sacrificed his entire life for Sam. So I also just really like that little moment of um, Dean humming Metallica to calm himself down. Mm-hmm. I just thought that's really... I just thought that's cute. A little a cute little, too. Yeah. I thought it was sweet. Yeah. Um, cinematography. Yeah. Um, I thought, first off, amazing sound transition when we have the beach scene and when the man sits up and it transitions. Oh, the background? Yep, and it transitions into the airport. Mm-hmm. It doesn't transition with the sight. We, we're we not seeing anything different other than the man sit up. Right. But the background's the same. Right. What transitions is the sound. Like... Oh, yeah, it, it does. It goes from the nice beach to... Right. The, a hum, and then it becomes the murmur of the airport. Right, I never even really noticed mm-hmm. that. So, yeah, I'm really glad they got better with the uh, Demon Smoke special effect. Oh, yeah, that was so <laughs> cheesy, so edited. It's, it's like sparkling gra- glitter. It was, like, grainy. Yeah. I hated how grainy it was, and mm-hmm. I'm, I do like it going into the mouth. Mouth instead of the yeah, eyes. Yeah, for real. Because the mouth is an actual hole for the <laughs> demon to enter through. Um, the eyes kind of, like, I know there is a hole there, but, you know. She's talking about holes. <laughs> oh, my gosh. 
<laughs> so an orifice <laughs> to enter through better um also not best uh, effects of the plane falling out of the sky Yay. love the the lightning strikes very dramatic not my favorite very dramatic very real very real those were real <laughs> lightning strikes oh yeah i don't know if you knew that but all of that was <laughs> that real. was that was real footage not heavily edited found footage at all found footage <laughs> um we're a little bit tipsy for this episode <laughs> Um, so, yeah, I mean, we might as well just go into questions, criticisms now, because mm -hmm. we're done with cinematography. Not my favorite as far as cinematography goes. But, yeah, when Dean is uh, getting really annoyed at Sam with that calm-ass voice, I 100% agree. I want to punch Sam in the face when he's talking, like, you need to calm down, like... Yeah, like treating he oh, is treating him plane? like you're freaking for yeah he need, when, like that makes oh, me even more God. angry that would make me more anxious shut yeah, up but I don't like I hate getting babied hate, when I'm like in a panic situation I hate Dom Sam like like I hate cocky Sam Winchester like I, I, I don't know he was just like you need to calm down right now who the hell are you to tell me to calm down <laughs> like I, I don't know. I just really... That made me not even like Sam as a character when he does stuff like that. Because I see Sam as the little brother that's the nice guy to... He's allowed to... No! <laughs> like, I understand where he was coming from. Like, Dean does, does need to calm down. But, like... Because you're susceptible yeah, to he's demonic right. possession. Yes, but, like, right. I, Sam's voice was just annoying the fuck out of me so bad. Like, how would you feel, Sam, if a clown walked out of the back of the airplane? And Dean was like, you need to calm and he was like, down. you need to calm down, okay? Calm down. <laughs> it's not gonna hurt you. Yeah. So, yeah, that was a little bit weird. Also, um, when they bring the co-pilot back there, they literally, like, Punch, he punches him in the face immediately. Like, how does the plane not and like that know what's going on? It's not that thick. It's just okay. a tiny, flimsy I've curtain. I've been on a plane before, <laughs> and you have too. And they're curtains, all right? How could they not hear the... <laughs> uh, 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 and the, then like, the sizzling of the flesh? Then the... I know your girlfriend is. She's writing a <laughs> How would you not hear that? Like, what? I know, and, like, this freaking flight attendant, she is doing so much illegal. She's just like, yeah, I'll bring him back here. Yeah, I'll bring one of the co-pilots of this jumbo plane back here to these two strangers. One is clearly... That one was clearly weird because he looked at me and said, Christo. <laughs> what? Oh, my God. Why couldn't yeah. they give him a better way to say Christo? Hey, also, writers I of Supernatural, what you should have done is had him ask for a fancy beer named Christo or something. Mm. And that would've been, she would have been like, like fancy water. Yeah, she would have been like, well, I've never heard of that brand. And he could have been like, oh, yeah, Christo. It's from blah, blah, blah. Like, come on. So <laughs> easily he could have just, like, lied. Yeah. So... Some minor criticisms. Mm -hmm. Also, like I'm, I like everybody else with this episode. Why didn't they bring? Why don't they ever use Christo again? I don't know. They I should. Do. Yeah, they do. No, they don't. Yeah, Jack says it when. Oh, okay. In, like so, literally, way, like like way. Once. Yeah. Fifteen years yeah. later. Get your facts right. What kind of fan are you? They use it again. <laughs> Three days later. Three days later. All right, sorry, Schitt's Creek reference. Love Schitt's Creek. Um, 
So final comments also just, or just random comments that we have. Mm -hmm. Gotta love the Poltergeist and Exorcist references. Yep. Love we, both of them. Yep, and we see Dean's love for horror movies later in the series, so it's funny yes, that they... Especially yes, especially season 14 and 14 15. and yeah. 15, yeah. Um, so we also see Sam having great internet service at another crappy motel. Yep, it's the hair. He just gets reliable internet service. The hair can, generates Wi-Fi. Yeah. Um, and then once again, we see them bring a normal person into their world. They episode tell them. four. Um, <laughs> they tell them that there's demons and vampires and yep. monsters because they probably had to explain it to this flight attendant. They didn't <laughs> have time to explain it on the plane, but I'm right. I'm assuming that they did. She was afterwards. like, um, "Can you explain?" Yeah. Um, so we later on in the series get to see so many people brought into the world this way, like Jody and Donna and Claire that stay in the world after they're exposed to it. So I wonder how many of these early episode characters that are exposed have something to do with the supernatural world. Yeah. Even if it's at, like, a supernatural safe bar that right. we could see later on in like the series. Like, type of Harvells, or, because yeah. Ellen and, yep. like, they ran the Harvells for, like, the hunters. Yeah. That'd be really interesting so, if they did that. And then we see a huge community of hunters. So how many of these side characters that were brought in and exposed probably are part of it? Are probably part of it now. I'm sure a lot, and that would have been really interesting to see, like, as like other just random filler episodes, because we do see that with certain characters, like, like Garth and Jody and Donna, and but it would have been really interesting. CW for, creates a streaming service, and they just do episodes on these random. characters. That would be amazing, like just to check in, get these. We see back. like. Well, cause, 50 years later. Well, in the season, like, eight, end of season eight, Crowley was, like, killing people that they saved. So, just check in on some of them. Dead by Dead. Crowley. Murdered by Crowley. <laughs> eaten by a vampire. <laughs> because was not smart enough to listen to the Winchesters <laughs> and not get involved. Exactly. Um, it's also, I thought it was really funny because... Uh, they're like it's like their first time dressing up as like Homeland Security first and it's like a instance. big deal and Dean's all like oh I hate dressing up in these monkey suits monkey suits, suits. but he, they're like they wear like suits every episode and like and, after like season three oh, basically yeah. and then we see Dean an amazing suit jacket oh my god and then when he like rips that suit jacket off to use it to jump over the fence yeah oh. and then he's like I go see these monkey suits that. Yeah, I I hate to be yeah. I hate to be like a girl and all the ooh, damn. Oh, I still can't watch that video of Jensen at the con when he just like turns and smirks. Mm. Oh, he's a good looking man. Dean looked at me that way. <laughs> also, just a minor comment: the first guy to get possessed, George, um, middle aged dentist. Just got to do a little shout out. Garth, Garth is a middle aged dentist. They, I think it was funny that they thought. This George guy could be a vampire, or a yeah. werewolf, or part of the supernatural. It turns out. And then it turns out he's human, but then we get Garth, who's the a sweetest, middle-aged dentist. The sweetest guy. Sweet little werewolf. Um, last comment, uh, Dean's just facial expressions. Amazing. Jensen, Ugh, hilarious. Jensen. On the plane, that will always be just like some of the best <laughs> uh, facial journeys <laughs> yeah the best facial expressions from jensen i love bravo them. uh any other comments nope i'm ready to move on into grade um okay i would probably give this one probably like a b plus because i really did like it but i also thought like i had a lot of criticisms like about um 
some of the like lore stuff and like that they don't really bring it back mm -hmm. and some of the cinematography wasn't my favorite but I did like a lot of the like character development stuff yeah um but I didn't think it was anything like really yeah incredible I would actually give it a B um the only real thing that I did like in this episode was the Dean detail and the little hint near the end when we got back towards plot. Um, this was a cool episode to try to introduce demons, but I don't think, you know, it was really done that Based on yeah. what we've seen them do with demons, like, mm -hmm. later. Like, it's not the best episode, not the best right. editing. Yeah, um, I mean, it's 2005. We won't yeah. we'll give them a little bit of a pass. <laughs> right, not the best acting from some of the side characters, side characters. Yeah. so i would just go with a b because Pretty they solid had, b though it was a solid b yeah because they do have really good character development and mm -hmm. they do good lore start introducing a lot of good lore that we lead into and there's those little sibling moments i talked about oh them yeah that those are great get it to go high too for sure all right then we will see you next time for bloody mary episode five bye bye